Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Okay, I'm super excited to be um, sharing our new guest to the show with you today because we're going to talk about something that I have been struggling with. And some of you might find it surprising, although really when you like when you hear the full story, you won't be surprised by it at all. So our guest today is Molly Cahill. Molly is an Instagram expert. She works with people like us, hands-on practitioners, holistic health and wellness practitioners. Molly, go ahead and introduce yourself, and then we're going to dive into talking about reels on Instagram. Oh, I'm so excited. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. I absolutely love what you're doing um, with hands-on practitioners because I do get that question a lot. Like, how do I, like my practice is full. I've got a wait list. Like, how do I still add income without, you know, I have no more hours in the day. So just want yeah. to put that in there, like good on you, what you're doing. Cause it's Thank very you. much needed, but yeah. So my name is Molly and I live in Pensacola, Florida right now. I'm married to a Marine helicopter pilot. Um, Originally from Alabama, we have a four-year-old, MJ, who is something. <laughs> and um, I am a lifelong, well, I wouldn't say lifelong. I'm a 10-year chiropractic fan. So I've been going to the chiropractor regularly for, for about 10 years. And I really got interested in like the more holistic health approach, I would say probably the last five years or so. Um, and just a couple things that happened in my life. I won't go into a whole bunch of details, but just I lost my dad to cancer and just all of these things that just missed out along the way. And I just thought, gosh, there's a better way. And honestly, for a little while, I thought about going back to school. I was like, do I want to be a, like a PA? Do I want to be a chiropractor? Like, what do I want to do? And then I was like, oh my gosh, I like looked at the amount of classes that I have to take. <laughs> I already paid off all my student loans. And I was just like, you know what? My superpower is sales and marketing. And how can I kind of marry that with my love of holistic health? And so um, I started first doing my chiropractor's Instagram account. We were stationed in San Diego. I did her account first and that kind of led to doing an acupuncturist in her office and then a massage therapist. And then word started getting out. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll make this a business. So I've been doing it for a couple of years now and I've served, um, gosh, hundreds at this point. Um, I have kind of like a done for you service or like an agency model where I'll actually do chiropractors Instagrams for them. And then I also have an online course that's like full of like online virtual classrooms and content. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. My uh, MO is that I'm like the realistic person's Instagram per expert. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not ever, I'm not ever going to be like, okay, you need to post three times a day and you need to do <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, look, <laughs> how can you leverage the least amount of time and have the max amount of results? And yeah. I care nothing about vanity metrics or followers because that's mm -hmm. not going to make you money. So yeah. yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I have this notion, it starts to kind of unfold in my brain. And honestly, it's my own theory. I have not heard this anywhere. It's just from observation of the way that things have shifted over the last few years, the last year and a half-ish in particular, that the days of building these huge followings on social media are over mm -hmm. and people might hear that and go, Oh dang, I missed out. And I'll never get mm -hmm. to, I'll never reach my goals. And I'm like, Oh no, no, no. But the, the other side of that coin is that it doesn't actually take those huge audiences to build successful businesses. 
I know lots of people who have very successful seven figure businesses who don't have huge followings period. Yo, yo, my business coach friend, her first year, I mean, I think she had like maybe a thousand followers or something. She had a six figure year. Like I've now have a six figure business and I, you know, I don't have a time. I have only been doing this for, yeah. So you're totally right. It, um, this is kind of something I do want to touch on because it's like a mindset issue that a lot of people have. Luckily, I don't see it in the chiropractor space as much. Um, but that kind of comparison thing, like you said, like you see somebody who maybe has been on Instagram for years and you see that they've got like 25,000 followers. Yep. I would put money on it that those followers were either A, purchased mm. or B, um, there used to be these apps where you could like mass follow like up to a thousand people a day. It would do it for you. And then it would unfollow people for you who didn't follow you back. Um, all of that's, you can still buy followers actually, but all of the other stuff luckily has like been shut down for the most part. But if you ever see somebody with just like, who just has like a seemingly normal account, you're like, why does this, uh, you know, random chiropractor in Idaho have 50,000 followers? Like that's, that's probably why. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, right? Behind yeah. the scenes that um, just, it, it just uh, like validates what you said. You don't ever compare yourself to someone else because you have no idea what it really took for them to get what appears to be something awesome, which may not do anything for them at all. Yeah. And I made it real not too long ago. I was like, imagine you were like, had a business back in like the fifties or seventies or something. And all of a sudden, like overnight, like 12 people knew about your business or 20 or 50, you would be like so excited. And now yeah. people are like, uh, I only have 50 likes or like, I'm like, that's humans. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yes. So I try this all the time. That, that is, those are human people. beings. Yes. Like how cool is that? 50 people, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So you and I had a conversation a few weeks back that helped me shift my perspective about where things are at in regards to the way that people consume content these days. And for those of you that have been listening to this podcast for a long time, a really long time, you might remember when I started my online business, I, before I really even had, well, not really even before I had a business, I was posting um, video content on Facebook pretty much every day. And my videos were anywhere from like three to 20 minutes long. And then I shifted that because every day just felt like too much after I had our fourth child to like one weekly video in my Facebook group that was 10 to 20 minutes long. But during that time, so this was like 2015 to 2020, 2021, I was like, oh, the, the engagement on my videos has gone way down. Far fewer people watch them. Um, there's not nearly as many comments. There's not nearly as many um, reactions as there used to be. And then there was something you told me that I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> okay. So what was it that you said? Oh, just the fact that people are, Instagram is not, well, I don't, you're talking about Facebook, but typically people don't go there for long form content. It's like the, you just want to scroll and get little quick tips. And that's with reels really coming onto the scene, which was Instagram's kind of like, oh, TikTok's popular. And, you know, I need to, we need to have something like TikTok. That's kind of like Instagram's version. What did I say specifically? I don't remember now. It was pretty much that. It was just like, <laughs> oh, 
yeah, we have this new way of creating content that has changed the way that people engage with content. And it means that people are more often now engaging in the, in sh- very short form content mm-hmm. versus what would be longer form 10, 20 minutes or longer sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it, it was this moment for me of like, well, previously, previous to this conversation that we had, I was like, not doing reels. That's for kids. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dance. <laughs> well, maybe I will dance, but I'm not going to like, you know, just all these things in my head of like, no, I don't want to do that. That doesn't feel, I don't know. I just had all these stories about like why I didn't need to, or want to do it. I'm too old. It's for the kids predominantly. Right. And so when you shared this like more mechanistic perspective with me about it, I was like, oh, dang. You're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because what it does now is for one thing, anybody who's doing reels, like you are so faithful, like they are being pushed out to the masses. And I have had students in my program and clients who filmed reels, let's say two, three weeks ago that all of a sudden just take off. Mm. So the shelf life of the content is so, so long. So I manage seven chiropractors accounts right now. The ones that are doing reels are growing exponentially. The ones who are just continuing to do posts on their feed, they're not, you know, not growing, but it's like, it's just a lot slower growth. And um, it's just really cool. Like to see, it's really this chance to get out and show your personality. And by show your personality, I don't mean that you have to lip sync or dance, but your voice that's okay. So right before we hopped on this report, um, the podcast, Dr. Danielle, you were talking about, I don't know what music to pick, but I'm going to challenge you to say, don't use music, just use your voice. Your voice Mm -hmm. is part of your brand. So the, like having a song in the background and like pointing to text bubbles, like that's kind of overdone at this point. I'm not saying you can't do it sometimes, but like, that's what people think of and think of reels. Yeah. Really. It can just be you filming a video face to camera. Like you normally would. It's like, here are three reasons people join my program like one and, you know, and just make it quick like that. Or, you know, if you're still in practice, like here are three common chiropractic myths or, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this whole production. It's literally just a quick video with information. And you, you said it best. Um, I was listening to an old episode of your podcast. You talked about social media as infotainment. Like if you can (laughs) bury the entertainment and the information in one, and that's like, this is like the perfect way to do that. Yeah. The people that you work with who are not using reels, what are some of the reasons that they don't want to? Oh, it's not. Well, I'll, I'll be the two right now who typically don't send me videos is not because they don't want to, they have no problem doing it, but both of them have families, very busy practices. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, our front desk person just left and like, ah, we haven't had a chance to get you videos. Um, so but what I have done for some of my, and this is another idea because I love to, whenever I'm on podcasts, I try to give like lots of homework and like action items. So um, I actually have a reels editor who I just hired who helps me. And we just take videos. Like I have a client who's been filming and posting videos like you for years. And I've taken, for example, there was one chiropractor who did a four and a half minute long video on tennis elbow. And I took that four and a half minute long video and edited it down to 30 seconds and used it as like a trailer for the IGTV. So then I posted the full version to IGTV. So for those of you who don't know, IGTV is like 
Instagram's equivalent to YouTube ish. It's like videos that are one minute or longer. Yeah. And so I used reels as like a little teaser and it was like for the full video, like you can go like, I just did like the overview, like here's four stretches or four exercises to strengthen for tennis elbow. Like for the full explanation, watch this IGTV. I love that because, well, not just me, but I can think of many people who have been very consistent with their social media content over the last five years or so. And they're now at a point where they're like, I have nothing else to say. (laughs) And I always tell them like, you can still talk about, and you should actually talk about the same things over and over again. hundred percent. But I think it would be really helpful for them if they had that perspective of like, or the process of just taking what they already have and putting it into the reels format, if you will. Yeah. You can even go to your story archives. So if you don't know how to do that, it's like the three horizontal lines on your profile. You can tap that and go to archive and you can look at any story you've ever posted and you can download the download those to your camera roll. You could even edit those into a reel, assuming they don't have, you know, like too much busyness or text. Like if you ever got on camera and you're like, here's a tip for blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like you can always go. So you don't have to always reinvent the wheel. Um, another thing you can do is if you can't fit it into 30 seconds, series do really well. So another chiropractor of mine did, again, she literally filmed this video, I think it was like two years ago and it was tips for desk jockeys. And so she had these like three different, you know, the video was, I don't know, three, four minutes long. And I broke it into a three-part series. So it was like tips for just desk jockeys part one. And it like went through the first part. And so that way that too creates like that bingeable content. So if someone's watching your reel and they happen to stumble upon part two and they mm-hmm. like it, they're going to come back to your profile and then watch parts one and three. Mm-hmm. This is shifting topics a little bit, but I'm curious to hear from you what you find gets the most engagement. Like, <gasps> is it, you know, listing the benefits of acupuncture, listing the benefits of massage therapy, or something different. I'm laughing because I get this question every day and I'm like, when I have discerned why these random things go by, like sometimes the most random things will go, I say viral by viral. I mean, like, I don't know if there's an actual definition of that. I mean, like this person usually gets 300 views and this one got 2000. Like to yeah. me, that's the yeah. equivalent of viral. I'm like, why? I don't know. Like same hashtags. Like it's at this point, stay tuned. I'll tell you what I've seen, but Um, one of the main things to avoid is to just make sure that you don't have like what won't get you a lot of views is Instagram has come out and said they will not push videos to the explore page that have the TikTok watermark on them still. Okay. If you you are somebody who's, I don't even have TikTok, but if you are somebody who has TikTok, it does make sense to repurpose your videos. Just don't do one that has like the watermark. Um, another thing Instagram has said, they will not push out videos that don't take up the full, the full portrait frame. You don't talk about how it's like your phone's a rectangle. Mm -hmm. So if the video is not taking up the full space, they won't push that out to explore page, which I think is really weird, but you have to be super careful. Um, this is hard to explain on a podcast, but one of the things that makes me like scroll past and not watch a reel is when a, there aren't any subtitles or like captions. So I know that reels, like you think of music, like that's the first thing you think of, but you should be shocked at how many people still don't listen to them with sound. (laughs) 
So if you're just sitting there talking or something, or you're trying to like get a point across and you don't have text bubbles to tell me what you want to say, like, I'm just going to swipe right past you. And then the last thing to look at for getting more views is when you share a reel to your feed, which you definitely want to do. So when you get to the end screen of your reels, it'll give you the option to share to your grid as well. I tested this with a client last week and it was insane the difference. You get so few reviews if you don't push it to your grid. Mm. What's quirky is your grid is a square and reels are a rectangle. Yeah. (laughs) So anything in the top and bottom gets cut off. So keep like your face, keep your text in that like middle square. If you're like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm going to give you all a link to a free training at the end of this. So don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the things that you've seen people try or do that you wouldn't want them to do? Like, what are the mistakes I guess that people make? Well, obviously not having the full rectangle, (laughs) not having captions, having the TikTok watermark or things that we don't want to do. What else do you see people do that you're like, "Mm, mm -mm." so the thing about reels is you want to like, imagine like snapping your fingers, like quick frames, like you want it to be, and you don't have to be a fancy video editor. You can literally just like stand on the left side of your camera frame, stand on the right side of your camera frame, stand in the middle of your camera frame. And it just creates that visual interest. Or you can either be like walking while you record it. So one of the don'ts would be just sitting there for the full 30 seconds talking head Yeah, is not going to, isn't that sad though, that in 2021, we like, that doesn't capture our attention anymore. We like yeah. need, <laughs> we need like this, like crazy, you know, little frames, but that's, that's what, um, people aren't just going to sit there and watch like a talking head. And if, if you're familiar with Instagram stories, I always tell people, they're like, man, I wish it didn't cut me off after one minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, well, why do you think it cuts you off at a minute? <laughs> it's not meant for long form content. That was another thing that you had mentioned to me that I was like, Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> That's on purpose. Ugh. It cuts you off at a minute on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. It It is a dance though, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this like this concept or this notion that we've become so distracted and like we jump from one thing to another thing so often that we don't have the ability or the bandwidth to focus on one person who's just sitting still for 20 minutes. I know. It's sad. So <clears throat> I think it's just like, for me personally, it's like, doing this dance between um, making good use of the technology to reach people so that we can help them with our services and our products and our programs. And then also keeping ourselves, um, giving ourselves containers of time to like unattach from the technology. Oh yes. And encouraging other people to do that too. Cause it's so easy to just keep scrolling and, That's kind of another, I wouldn't say it's a don't, but if you do need to use the caption portion of Reels to explain, at the very end of your Reel, I would either say, read the caption for more, or I would have a text box up that says, read the caption for more, because most people are just going to like keep swiping right on past. Um, But yeah, you're right. It's crazy that like we could just get caught in this quick little like, you know, oh, there's a funny cat video. (laughs) Like scroll again. But the beauty of Reels is it really allows you to cast this wide net and get in front of people that you typically wouldn't have gotten in front of before. And then once they come to your profile, that's when they can kind of read your bio and decide, okay, she's, this isn't really my jam. Um, 
or, you know, your stories too, is when you can really further that relationship with people and really convert them. I don't see reels as a place that really converts to sales directly. Reels is usually more of like that thing. That's like the top of funnel, like get them in. It's just a great way to get eyes on your stuff. And like I said, the shelf life is so long, like they just live on forever. Which is really cool because like most of your posts on your grid, for example, on Instagram are not going to have a very long shelf life. They're going to maybe have like what a day, two days. Oh yeah, totally. It's rare that like an old grid post would just suddenly start to get a lot of views. Like that wouldn't happen. Yeah. So talking about reinventing the wheel, another tip you can do, like if you're taking notes is you can go, if you have a business profile, which is assuming most of you do, is you can click the insights tab from your profile and you can go look at your, I believe it's under content interactions and you can toggle to where you can see for the last year. And you can look at like what had the greatest reach, what had the greatest likes, comments. You can like toggle between all those things and just go repurpose those as a reel. So if somebody liked, you know, three ways to avoid you know, torticollis or something like that. And that got a lot of views for you. You can then, you know, know that that's going to be a good video. Interesting. What do you think is, um, how do I ask this? Where are we in the, the lifespan of reels right now? You know, like, okay, so let's look at Facebook live, for example, in 2015, 16 Facebook live. Like if you, if you started using that platform at that time, you could get some really good traction with it now. eh, Not really. Where are we at in the lifespan for reels? We're still an early adopter. I would say we're starting to get to the, what is the middle? I don't know. Oh gosh, that's a good question. I don't know. I can't I think used of to it. be a laggard for everything. <laughs> um, like I don't do TikTok. I'm like, I don't know. I don't have time for something else right now. Yeah. Um, I'd say we're still in the early adopter because um, so for example, I had a brand new student who just signed up for my holistic marketing hub program and she joined right about the time I was doing the uh doing a five-day reels challenge. And she literally like went from, you know, not doing much on her Instagram. She, you know, posted like everybody else, just like here and there. She increased her followers by 200 targeted people in her area. And now she's booked out for new patients for weeks. And like, she just started. This was like, I did the Reels Challenge. The time we're recording this was about a month ago. So this is so good because, you know, for a lot of, uh, a lot of our audience, like the chiropractors, especially, but I think this applies to just about anyone who is, um, who owns their own business as a healthcare provider, the typical, like the old school way that we would go out and find new patients is to have a table at a health fair or mm-hmm. to do a screening somewhere. And those things are just not really options in this day and age for a variety of reasons. Like I already felt before the pandemic that they were not effective. And, you know, I'd have one person out of like a thousand that would be like, oh, but, but, but they are really effective for me. I'm like, good for you. What about the other 999 people who are like, this is a waste of my time. What do, what do they do? Right. So it's just really good to hear from you that people are actually not just spending a lot of time on social media, but that they're actually booking out their appointments with what they are doing on social media. Yeah. I'm not here to make anybody popular or make your feed look pretty. (laughs) I don't care about that. Like I want you to increase your bottom line. And what's another cool thing to think about about reels right now is there are no paid reels. You can't pay for a real ad. So you're not competing. Mm. 
like Instagram stories and feed, like you're competing with money, with people who are paying. Yeah. Reels is all organic. So yeah, it's definitely early adopter. That's an interesting point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, and I just want to put this out there. The first 10 or so you make, you're probably going to want to throw your phone and that's okay. Just know that like anything, I mean, when you were in school, the first time somebody was like, hey, can you pop it and try to find this? You were probably like, I don't feel anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Totally. Yes. The same thing applies to this. You're going to want to throw your phone and you're going to be frustrated. But my mantra I had for my Reels Challenge was, I am committing to imperfect action. You're just going to post it. You're going to post it. And if it later on you want to delete it, then great. Fine. <laughs> I was literally in bed last night and I was like, okay, I'm going to play with reels and see what happens. Cause I've never posted one. I actually hadn't really ever tried to post one until this week and it was dark in my room and I was laying down in bed. So it was like, not gonna really be a thing. But as I had mentioned to you before, there's like, you know, the options for music and effects and I got music is like the first one I got to music. And I was like, Oh, I could do this song or I could do this song. Should I pick something that's popular or should I pick something that I really would listen to? Or <laughs> I was like going through this whole cascade of indecision basically before I even like had an idea for what I would be posting. I was just kind of playing around, but I thought this is, this is probably what a lot of people are doing. They're getting to this, this place where they could explore reels as a content creator, not as the viewer. And then they're like stuck in indecision. So what do we do when we get to, when we like, we get to the point where we're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to try this. And then you get there and you're like, I actually don't know what to do. (laughs) So first of all, I will say this also makes no sense. I always joke. I'm like, this is why Instagram gives me a full-time job because nothing makes sense. Um, I've had several students who have used the music that they provide to you, like just like the popular songs. And then they get a copyright, um, like a notification that's like, your post is violating copyright. I can't remember the exact words, but yet they give you that music. But if you use it, they say it's copyrighted. So the same thing's happening on TikTok. And if you were ever big into YouTube, you know that like even if a song happened to be playing in the background or something randomly and you made a YouTube video, it got taken down. So my first tip would be just get used to not using music because I think it's eventually going to go away. Mm. Because, I mean, there's just no way. I can't see people like Taylor Swift being okay with like, yeah, you all use my songs. Like it's... I mean, maybe, I don't know. So that's kind of the first thing. Um, And then to, like I said, getting the stuck in indecision. My favorite thing to do is just, I love that three things framework. It's just like, think about what are the top three things I saw this week in my office? Or what are the three main questions I got asked this week? And go from there and just do it. Just start recording. And if it's not that great, and a month from now, you've like, learned the bells and whistles more then like do it again. Nobody's going to be like, Oh, she filmed that a month ago. Like nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody knows what you, what you did. I've deleted. Um, I think I deleted like the first four or five reels I made because I had no idea what they were. I had no idea how to make the text be correct and do all this stuff. So like I said, you just have to do it and be okay with it being wrong. And then you can always take it down. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's good advice. And that's advice I follow too. You know, when, what was it? 2017, I guess I did a five day Facebook live challenge and um, I retired that after doing it a few times, but that was my philosophy. Like just put it out there. The worst that's going to happen is you don't like it and you just delete it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, easy, easier said than done. Sometimes I get it, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you can just delete it if you don't like it. Okay. So you've got some things that are available for people who yes, want more help yes. with this, right? And, I've put it, so yeah, this, I've put everything reels related under one umbrella. So if you just go to mollykhill.com slash reels, there will be two quick little training videos that you can watch for free on how to actually create your first reel if you have no idea. Um, and then that will also put you on the wait list to get notified when I do run my next five day reels challenge. So it's March, the middle of March right now as we're recording this and we've got you on the calendar to release this episode in May. So I've got two months to get myself creating reels before we release this episode. I'm going to like challenge myself. And now that I've said it, on the air, if you will, I have to do it. <laughs> to hold yourself accountable. So if um, you can also go to on Facebook, search "Make Money on Instagram" with Molly, and you'll that's my free Facebook group, and that's where I was hosting the challenge. Um, and it was really cool because people you had to post your reel, and everybody was like giving feedback and cheering each other on. We had one girl who got like an affiliate brand deal from her very first reel she ever posted. Wow! I uh, know all she did was like, "Here are my three favorite supplements." And the brand reached out to her and was like, here, you can be, would you like to be an affiliate? Um, so yeah, it's cool. Cause that's like a little community where everybody kind of cheers each other on too, if you want to be there or, you know, you can just direct message me on Instagram. I would love to chat with you. I'm just at Molly A. Cahill. Awesome. Okay. So we've got your Instagram, your Facebook group and your website. There's a couple different places to go. So yeah. I want to make sure we put all those links in the show notes. If you're listening on the website, then you can find the links to connect with Molly right there on the website. If you're listening in Apple podcasts, which about mm, anywhere between 50 to 60% of our listeners are listening on Apple podcasts, you have to like click the screen and the screen kind of does this flip thing. It like, it looks like it turns around. So you see the backside of it. And then the show notes appear. If that doesn't happen, just scroll down where you're listening on the podcast and there should be clickable links. Molly, thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and your wisdom with something that can feel really scary for a lot of people. Yeah, totally. And thank you so much for having me and go out there when you create your first reel, tag me in it and I'll be your best cheerleader. I promise. Awesome. Do you want to make more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule? If that's you, be sure to take my free class. In it, you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less, live more, and help more people than ever before. You can get signed up by going to drdanielleaton.com and click free.